Welcome back to Table Talk for Moms. I'm excited to be here with you today. Our conversation for today is going to be a little bit different than it's been in the past. Um, But something that I wanted to talk about today was cell phones and um, cell phones with kids. So now that my older kids are getting to that age where they want phone and they want social media, we're, we're figuring out how to maneuver this world of cell phones. And in an effort to teach them responsibility and control when it comes to their phone, we have actually set up a phone contract with them from day one, from the day that they get their phone. And this contract isn't to just be mean parents. It isn't to try and control them and ruin their lives, but it's us. We see it more as us helping to teach our kids how to best use their cell phone and how to use it for good. So my oldest turned 16 this past summer and we have a new driver in the house. And it wasn't like when she turned 16 that we just handed her keys to a new car and said, have fun. But instead we got her permit over a year ago and we practiced all the time. We drove in all kinds of situations and in different types of weather and in day and in night. And we would talk about how to handle the different circumstances that she would face while we were driving with her. And then we started by driving around parking lots and then we ventured to back roads and then around neighborhoods where there were people. And that's always scary the first time you have to drive around people. And then we upgraded to freeways and highways. We had to build up to reach that point of driving fast and driving on freeways and highways. And we had to help her have confidence and feel like she was in control as she was driving. And so by the time she did turn 16 and she was ready for her license, she had completed driver's ed. She had completed all her hours. She had done daytime and nighttime hours, freeway and back roads hours. Like she had done it all. She felt ready and confident. And so we kind of approach cell phones with our kids in the same way. Instead of giving them a fully loaded phone when they reach the age that we feel they are ready for that, we start by just taking small baby steps and then we build up from there. We want them to have that same confidence in in what they are doing and to be in control of their phone and the things that they are going to do with it. So I want to talk about not only this contract, but kind of explain every part of the contract and why that part of the contract is in place. We give our kids a phone when they are heading into seventh grade, which is usually when they're 12 or 13, just depending on when their birthday falls. But um, what we do, we, we are advocates of Apple phones. That's what we love and use in our family. And I love the parent controls or the family controls that I can have on my kids' phones. And it's cool because I can see what apps they're spending time on and can turn apps on and off from my phone. And basically when they turn 12, we give them a phone that can just text and call people. Every other app is removed. The phone is basically stripped down to bare bones. And then as they prove that they can be responsible, those other apps and different things that they want to do with their phone um, can be earned. And so it's kind of a way to put them in control of what they want on their phone and what, if they want to have certain apps on there, then they've got to work towards that. Another thing that we emphasize with our kids when they are getting ready to get a cell phone is that it is our phone because we pay for it. 
and we simply are letting them use our phone. It's a privilege to use our phone. And we set up the expectations and what's required of them, their actions, completely crystal clear so that they understand the consequences of following those actions or not. And so I think just being really clear about those expectations with our kids is they know when they have messed up or they know when they have broken a rule and they know the consequences of that. So without further ado, here are the terms of our agreement, of our cell phone contract. So the first point that we have on this contract is that when they turn 12, they can't have the phone after 9 p.m. It it needs to be in the kitchen on a charger. So that's when they first get their phone. Now, as they get older and as they prove they're more responsible, that time gets moved later and later, especially if they are out later. But on school nights, they can't have that phone after this set time. And it needs to be in the kitchen on the family charging station. So we have this dock set up where everybody turns in their phones at night, even mom and dad. And we turn in smartwatches and we turn in iPads. Just everything is on this main charging station in the kitchen. We've actually even had this charging station in our room in an effort to just make those phones inaccessible for our kids at night. Now, we are big advocates of making sure to explain to our kids the why behind the rule or the why behind the expectation. And so for this one, the reason why this one is in place is because we believe in a good night's sleep. And we just think that when it's time to go to bed, you really shouldn't be Um, distracted by your phone and shouldn't your phone shouldn't be something that's keeping you up late at night and keeping you from getting a good night's sleep honestly that's our number one reason it's just we want to help our kids learn solid boundaries around time spent on their phones and there's so much research out there about blue light and about like um, your brain being buzzed from being on your phone late at night and so we want to help our kids get a really good night's sleep because it's going to help in every other area of their life in their growth in their hormones in their schoolwork we just sleep is so important in their teenage years and so that is why we have that rule in place The second point of our contract is that you are not to use your phone at the dinner table. And the why behind this is that it's family time and time with your family is the most important. This was something that my parents did when we were growing up. Obviously, I didn't grow up with a cell phone in high school. They weren't around yet. Well, they were around. We just didn't have one. But um, I thought something that was so cool is my parents, when we would sit down and eat dinner together as a family they would take the landline off the hook. Do you remember that when you could actually like take the phone off its receiver and if anybody tried to call, they would just get a busy signal? I kind of wish we could do that with cell phones these days, like put a busy signal on. But my parents, like their actions spoke volumes. The fact that they removed that phone and let's be honest, most of the phone calls were coming in for them. But the fact that they took that phone and took it off the hook just proved to me like time spent with you is important and I'm going to show you that it's a priority. And we want our kids to learn the same thing, that you can have boundaries around when you're using your phone and when you're not. And honestly, I just think it's so important that parents lead by example. Like 
actions do speak so much louder than words. And so for my husband and I, these same rules apply. We turn in our phones at night in the family charging station, and we don't use our phones at the dinner table because we want our kids to know that we practice what we preach. We are jumping in for an ad very quickly because today's episode is brought to you by T.N. Dickinson's Brands. T.N. Dickinson is the brand families have trusted for gentle and effective personal care, first aid, and skincare for over 150 years. T.N. Dickinson's 100% natural clinical grade witch hazel gently cleanses, soothes, and treats so many skin needs for the whole family. So no matter what life throws your way, you can bet there's a TN Dickinson's for that. Their witch hazel products are so gentle that even new moms can use them to help soothe irritated areas, you know what I'm talking about, and heal during the postpartum stage. If you did not hear Dr. Sparts talking earlier, we would highly recommend the patsicles using witch hazel and putting it in the freezer. Your life will be completely changed. T.N. Dickinson's Witch Hazel is 100% natural astringent. It's the number one astringent brand and suitable for everyone in your family. It's even gentle enough for daily use for any first aid needs on the face or the body. It effectively cleanses, soothes, and relieves oily, irritated, red, damaged, or blemished skin. If you are postpartum and if you are looking for a little bit of help, I would highly recommend checking out T.N. Dickinson's Soothing Cleansing Cloths. They're made with 100% natural clinical-grade witch hazel that gently removes dirt and oil and impurities while soothing the redness and the irritation from your sensitive skin. The cloths are gentle enough for your face and your body, and they're perfect for wiping those sticky hands after snack time in the car too. Thank you so much to TN Dickinson's for sponsoring today's episode. Okay, the next point on our family cell phone contract is dealing with schoolwork and grades. Now, we used to have, when we first came out with the contracts, we used to have our kids have to maintain a certain GPA. And um, what we have come to learn is that every child is completely different. So we actually write a different phone contract for every kid, depending on their needs and depending on their age and depending on what is best for them. And so for the most part, I would say we don't have a set GPA that you have to keep. But at the end of the term, you can have no Ds and no Fs. And then throughout the term, we just ask that you have no missing assignments. We don't care if you get a bad grade on those assignments. Just don't have missing assignments. Turn them all in. We also put a little disclaimer in there that if this phone becomes a a distraction from your schoolwork, either while at school or during homework time, you will be asked to put it on the family charging station so that it doesn't deter you from doing your work. Um, We just, and the why behind this is because we do value education and we want our kids to be able to learn. We also want them to understand that they can set limits for themselves around when they have their phone and when they don't. And if there's something that they're working hard on or they need to focus on, we want them to understand like, okay, put your phone somewhere else, put it in a different room, put it in a different place, give it to mom to hold so that you can go deep on this homework that you need to do or this project that you were working on. And this is something that my husband and I do even 
in our age, like with work, like I will be honest, I don't actually check my phone for the first about 90 minutes after waking up because that's when I want to go deep on me time and meditation and prayer and scripture reading and, and, um, just kind of setting myself up for a successful day. I have found if I have those mornings where I grab my phone first thing and start checking the news or social media, like it just sets the tone of the day off completely. It's just a totally different direction than the way that I want to go. And so I want my kids to learn those boundaries and to learn that they can choose those limits for themselves. The next part of the contract tells our kids, we will be reading your texts every once in a while, and you are not allowed to delete anything from your phone. We will also be looking through your pictures. And so the reason behind this, the why behind this one is that once again, we want to remind them that this is dad and mom's phone and we want to help them learn how to have proper conversations and what is okay to text and what is not and what is okay to take pictures of and what is not and what's okay to share with other people and what is not. I almost wish this was a class that was taught in school <laughs> to every kid. I just feel like there's so much we need to teach our kids about etiquette with phones. It's this new, new thing that our generation didn't grow up with, but this next generation, they came out of the womb knowing how to use a phone. And it's incredible because it is such a part of their lives. And I want them to understand that once you send something out into the world, whether it's on a text or social media, like it never goes away and it might come back to bite you someday or to cause harm or it could hurt somebody else. And so there are just things that we want them to understand that if you don't want your mom to see this text, then it's probably not a text you should be sending. If you don't want your mom to see this picture that you received, then it's probably not a picture that you should <laughs> be receiving. And so it's been great to be able to have those conversations with our kids. And they've, we've, they've been in some situations before where they have received texts they shouldn't have. They have sent texts they shouldn't have. They've been in group chats they shouldn't have and had experienced things that they shouldn't have. But what I love is that because they're still under my roof, we can have those conversations. We can have those talks because I am checking their phones and, and reading up on all those different things. All right, the next part of our contract says, you can't use your phone in any way that would hurt another person or make him or her feel bad. And the explanation that we give about this is just that this includes taking pictures and sending them to someone to make them feel bad about missing out or using it as a way to brag about yourself um, or something that you maybe have that somebody else does not. And the why behind this is because there is so much bullying that goes on with phones and there is so much FOMO that happens with phones, that fear of missing out. And a lot of times people will use their phones or use their, um, they'll text or post on social media about just what they're doing and the things going on. And then and it comes from a place of wanting to one up somebody or make somebody else feel bad. And so it's just, once again, teaching your kids these are the right things to share. These are the right things to say. These things are not. And just teaching your kids proper etiquette around phone usage. 
The next point on our cell phone contract says we have an app blocker placed on this phone. That means you cannot download anything without our permission first. And so, um, like I was saying, when we give our kids a phone, and this the contract that I'm sharing with you today is the contract that we give them when they very first get a phone. Now, I have a daughter that's a junior in high school. Her contract looks very different than this basic one that they get when they are going into seventh grade. But what we do with that phone, like I said, we strip it down to the bare bones. And if they ever need an app, but sometimes they need apps for school. Sometimes they want uh, fun games to put on their phone or apps to communicate with their friends. Every app that they request sends a request to my phone. Then I can choose to either approve the request or I can take some time to research it. And then once I decide that they can have that app, I have to enter in a code and it allows them to download that app. What I love about that is it gives me a minute to do some research on the different apps that they want to download. There are so many scary apps out there that kids and teenagers this age just don't need to be a part of. And they can see a lot of things. They can read a lot of things. They can be exposed to a lot of things. And I just want to help them learn all these different things. I want to help them learn how to educate themselves about these different apps and what it entails. And it allows for that conversation of, okay, why do you want this app? What's the outcome that you're going for with this app? You need it for school? Great. Let's put it on there. Okay. This is just so you can talk to some random stranger. Probably not going to let you have that, but it just opens up those lines of communication, which I think are crucial at this age. Of course, I'm always willing to compromise and meet them somewhere in the middle. Um, And just like I come to them with the why behind everything that I do, if they come to me with the why behind why they need this particular app or why they would like social media or or whatever it is, and their why is strong enough and it it makes sense, then yeah, I totally will um, take their side and, and agree with them. But they do need to have a strong why behind it. The next point on our family cell phone contract when they first get a phone is that they can have no social media on their phone. Now, I know that this is kind of funny because both my husband and I have um, internet-based companies where we rely on social media heavily to run and maintain our businesses. And the thing is, because we do use social media so much and we are so heavily involved in it, We know a lot of things that maybe not the average parent would know. And we've experienced a lot of things that maybe the average parent would not have experienced. Basically for us, the why behind this is that a teenager's brain is not fully developed. They are just too young for social media. And this includes Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok. There are so many people out there, and while I do believe that there's so much good on social media, I also believe that at this age, there's also a lot of not good, and it's just something that I don't feel my kids need to be exposed to yet. I do believe, though, there comes an age where um, they are ready for that, and you can start to ease them into it, but when they get a brand new phone, at a very, very young age, research shows that their brains cannot handle the things that they are seeing, the things that they are exposed to. Um, There is actually a mental health crisis going on right now. 
And so much of the anxiety and depression stems from social media, especially at a young age. This is something that I think every parent should research before they give their kids access to social media and just understand the dangers behind it at a really young age. If they, There's not a ton of research out there because it's still so new. Like Social media hasn't even been around for that long. TikTok is only a couple of years old, but the research that is coming back is terrifying. And as a parent, I think this is something that you need to know and understand. So I would like to invite you to do your research before you allow your kids to just be on every social media app because all their friends are. Do your research. Learn what these apps are. Learn the repercussions of it. And at the very least, at the very least, follow your kids. Know the things that they are posting. Know the people who are commenting on their stuff and following them. Be aware of these things. The next point on our family cell phone contract is on this phone, you will have a GPS app and that will allow us to see where you are at all times. You are not allowed to delete or disable this app. And the why behind this is just because we want to ensure that they are safe. As our kids go to junior high, there's like three or four different elementary schools that feed into this junior high. And suddenly my kids' circle of friends expands and I'm taking them to friends' houses on the other side of town or in a different town. And I'm taking them to friends' houses where I haven't met them and I haven't met their parents. And so that element of safety has meant everything to me. And even with my kids that are in high school now and being able to just see where they are throughout the day. It's it's crazy. Back in the day, I used to be able to slough high school and my mom would never know. But now I can see when my daughter leaves the school grounds. I get an alert during the school day that lets me know, oh, she's leaving school property. Like, oh, I know that it's maybe taking away some of their privacy, but also our world is a different world today. And I love being able to track where they're at and that they are safe. It gives me so much comfort as a mom. The next point on our family cell phone contract is that you need to respect this phone and be responsible with it. Now, with our kids, we will buy the phone and we will buy the case when they first get it. But if something happens to it and it breaks or is damaged while it is in their control, they are responsible for the repairs and for the purchase of a new phone if they break it that badly. And that has like changed everything for them. They recognize how expensive they are. Um, one of my kids dropped their phone and shattered their screen and had to pay for a new screen. And after that, I have never seen them handle something so delicately because they don't want to pay for that again. And I love that they are learning that responsibility and learning how to take care of something and treat it because of the value that it's worth. I think that's an important thing that every kid needs to learn. So that pretty much wraps up the entire contract. It's just those points that we share. And we have them initial by each one and we talk them through each one. And then they have to sign it at the end so that they are agreeing that they understand that these are the expectations. And then the consequences of failing to... Um, follow through with these expectations is that they could lose their phone privileges for a period of time, or there might be other consequences that are more appropriate for their actions, such as like having to stay at home or having to do some extra chores around the house or whatever it is. 
Like I was saying before, I firmly believe that parents need to lead by example. I don't think that it's fair that as parents that we set these expectations for our kids and then not do them ourselves. And so that is something that I have really tried to do as we have kids that have cell phones now. I really try to set a good example of what good cell phone usage looks like. Now, I kind of am at a disadvantage because I use my phone so much for work. But then I thought, you know what? Everybody uses their phones for work now. Everybody is always on their phones. And so that's not an excuse that I can have anymore. And I even remember there were times where my kids would say things like, Mom, Mom, put your phone down and listen to me. And it was like those gut checks of like, oh my gosh, I am probably on my phone too much. And so these things that we have in place for our kids with their contracts, we do the same things. Like I was talking about, we turn our phone in every night to the family docking station because I want to be able to have that break from my phone and to have those limits and those boundaries around my phone. I have an old school alarm clock next to my bed because I don't need to have my phone as an alarm clock. I also try to think twice before I send a text or post anything like, would I be ashamed if my kids were to read this text that I'm sending out? Or if my mom were to read this text, would I be embarrassed? I think that that's something all adults need to be thinking about before they text something or share it on social media. Or maybe think twice before you share something and ask yourself, is this going to make anybody feel bad? Now, obviously, you can't control how anybody feels. They get to choose how they feel. But what's the outcome that you're going for by posting what you are posting on social media? Or what's the outcome you're going for by sending that text? Just taking that minute to think for just a second can change everything. I also have done a lot of self-reflection when it comes to social media and the reasons why I encourage my kids to not have social media at a young age and to just enjoy their lives without having to worry about posting on social media and how many likes that they are getting. And when I started to kind of look at my own social media usage, I realized that it wasn't good for my mental health either. And I actually, since then, it's been a couple of weeks now, have deleted all social media off my apps or all social media apps off my phone. I've removed Instagram, removed Facebook, removed TikTok, just because number one, it was a waste of time. Number two, it wasn't doing anything to make me feel great about myself. It was adding stress and anxiety and depression to my life. And I thought, okay, I know that that, that kids can experience that. And I'm experiencing it myself. Like, why do I have this in my life? And so it's been awesome to kind of just do that self-check and realize that that isn't something that I need. And I love the example that I can set for my kids and be like, look, I don't need it and you don't need it either. Ultimately, my goal in sharing this contract with you on this podcast today was just to give you some ideas of maybe some ways that you can help your kids with their cell phone usage. I know that there's a lot of really cool resources online that will help with all this stuff. There's a lot of really cool contracts that you can pull up. We just took ideas from other people. Um, But build your own and build it to what your family needs. I know every single family is different. And maybe it's not possible for you to not give your kid a cell phone at a young age, just depending on family circumstances or life circumstances. And that's okay. But also take a minute and really think about 
what are the things that you feel like you need to help your kid learn how to properly do on a cell phone? You don't want to give the keys to a brand new driver and say, have fun. There's some training that needs to come with it. There's some learning that needs to come and it needs to come from the home. And so I feel like as moms and as parents, that's our job. I think being a parent is one of the hardest things that I have ever done, but it's also one of the coolest things I've ever done. And honestly, I'm just learning every step of the way. Every day is a new adventure and most of the time I just fake it to make it. But some things have really worked out and this cell phone contract has been one of them. And that's why I wanted to share it with you today. So thank you so much for joining me. I'm just so thankful for the support that you show my sisters and I, and I just appreciate you being here. So have a wonderful day and we will see you next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.